Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's already Tuesday. Glad you could join us today. Stephen Belton is president and CEO, Urban League Twin Cities. He joins us every Tuesday at this time to talk about a, a wide variety, a spectrum of things issues uh, that are going on right now locally and nationwide. But today we wanted to start uh, with an obvious question, one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, Stephen, welcome, and how much snow did you get? (laughs) Looks like about, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say four inches, maybe five. I don't think it was quite five, but it's a fluffy snow and i just finished clearing my walk in driveway so did you shovel if you, me, if you no um yeah i shoveled with a with a tall snowboard oh nice nice <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice okay yeah. smart man good thank you yeah. for that super update. satisfying yeah <laughs> well steven there's so much happening all over and there's so much to get to i mean racist incidents in sports the ahmed arbery um uh, verdict that we're talking about but also today, I was just listening or I was just reading about the wrap-up of the three ex-Minneapolis police officers that are now charged with violating George Floyd's civil rights. Obviously, the closing arguments are happening today. And one of the lawyers claims that the the officers were doing what's, what was best for Floyd, homing, holding him until paramedics of, um, arrived. And he said that George Floyd's death was a tragedy but not necessarily a crime. I have some strong reactions to that, but I wanted to hear yours first. Well, you know, so it's easy for you and I, uh, and Paul, to uh, Jordana, to, to sort of armchair, armchair lawyer this thing. We're not in the courtroom. We're not, uh, we haven't heard all the witnesses. We're not, uh, we're not the lawyers or the judge. But we're just kind of reacting to it just as, as you are, reading it and hearing snippets reported to us by others. But from that perspective, and I think that's a valid perspective to armchair lawyer this thing, I think uh, counterintuitive arguments are ineffective with juries. I think they make jurors roll their eyes and tune out because you said something that doesn't make sense. And it has the unfortunate consequence in this case. Uh, for that attorney of discounting everything else he says to say that George mm-hmm. Floyd's uh, death was uh, was a tragedy but was not necessarily a crime uh, is counterintuitive because Derek Chauvin was convicted of this very crime uh, and all it really does is suggest that this lawyer is out of touch and is trying is grasping for straws. 
the fact is that in your custody means in your care. And what has happened here is that these lawyers, excuse me, these police officers are being charged with failure to uh, protect or to violate, well, well, in fact, violating the civil rights of George Floyd because they failed to care for him. They failed to exercise their duty and their responsibility to care for him. And it wound up uh, depriving him of his life. And so I don't think the argument makes sense. I think as a casual, you know, as an interested party, as a stakeholder in this issue, but somebody who's not in the courtroom, it's one of those things that just makes me roll my eyes and say, what, what are you thinking of? What, you, really? That's the best you got? Mm. I want to also dovetail into Ahmed Arbery's killers are have now been found guilty on all counts in in federal hate crime trials. This is different, of course, than their murder trial. They have already been sentenced to life in prison. Now they are convicted of hate crimes. Tell us how that um, is is maybe advances justice or changes the narrative a little bit. Well, I think what it does is it uh, strengthens. Um, the you know the the sense of accountability around these issues, uh, for all intents and purposes, whether or not they were convicted of these crimes or not, since they've already been convicted of the excuse me, since, whether or not they're convicted in this the civil trial or not, the fact is they've already been convicted and sentenced to uh, in two of the three cases life in prison without parole, mm-hmm. the other one for a very long time. So it's not going to change you know, the circumstances of incarceration, what it does change is the optics, the way that we talk about it, and the way that people who are predisposed or who may be thinking about this, or who have uh, uh, considered this, it makes them, I think it provides a chilling effect. It's sad that we would have to be thinking about providing uh, discouragement or chilling effect for uh, people who might be predisposed to this sort of crime, but I think it does. The optics issue that I'm talking about, the narrative is, is that it says that you're not going to get away with this. We're going to literally throw the book at you. Every law, uh, every crime, every civil penalty that you could be potentially liable for for this kind of heinous act, you will be held accountable for. And let's not let's not uh, forget what actually happened. Ahmed Arbery was hunted down in a neighborhood uh, while he was jogging and running around looking in houses, uh, and uh, he was hunted down specifically because of his race. And so uh, that's what the jury found today in this uh, federal civil rights uh, race, you know, hate crime trial. And so it changes the narrative. It changes the way that we think about it and that we talk about it. And it changes people's sense of accountability around these issues. Stephen, uh, for me, it's all about the data. And uh, I, I stumbled upon a statistic that blew me away. Uh, African-Americans three times more likely than white people to die at the hands of law enforcement. Now, this is this is nationwide, three times more likely to die at the hands of law enforcement, even though they are 1.3 times more likely to be unarmed. I'm not diminishing the fact that we have a crime problem in the city, in the suburbs. Uh, it's It's a nationwide problem. But when you hear those statistics, where does your mind go? Well, it's another one of these unfortunate disparities uh, that we're hearing about, and it speaks to the trauma that African-Americans live with. We've talked, uh, you know, several months ago, or at some point in the time that we spent on the radio, we talked about the talk that African-American parents have with their children, with their sons and daughters. And this, you're using it in the form of data, which is important, and I resonate to the data as well. 
uh, anecdotally, every black parent knows that their child is more likely to be killed at the hands of police, more likely to be arrested at the hands of police, simply because of the color of the skin. Our culture has weaponized melanin, our weaponized skin color. And it's a sad fact. It's a sad reality. It also reflects the fact that even though we may be doing everything right, meaning as it would happen with Philando Castile, even though we may tell the police that we have a, a licensed firearm in our car, even though we may raise our hands to get out of the way and to show that we are not a threat, we can still end up dead. And so that's the part of the trauma of the reality that African-American families have to live with. And that's part of what we're trying to reconcile in this moment, in this time. That's part of the racial justice movement. And that's why we have a slogan that says Black Lives Matter, because the data show that uh, more often than not, our lives don't matter. Mm. There's so much to discuss with you, and I know we haven't talked since Kim Potter was sentenced also and to two years in prison. And, and people have been railing against this as well, because, you know, if, if you look back historically, um, that sentence, you know, we, uh, may not have been what people were looking for. Did you consider that sentence justice? You know, that's a, that's a tough one, Jordan. You always ask the tough questions. I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to talk to Paul for a while. Yes, no amounts. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, you know, I, I've been struggling with this one. I, I'm struggling with this one, too, because I, I just, I don't know. I, that's why your opinion matters to me. Well, you know, I, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, again, this is another opportunity for armed fair justice. But if you are, you know, the parent's, of this young man who was shot and killed, uh, Dante Wright, if you are mm-hmm. uh, a family member or a loved one, no amount, no sentence is going to give you a sentence of justice. So whether it's two years, 20 years, or 200 years, there's never going to give you a sense of justice. But the fact is that you and I weren't sitting in the court. You and I have not been the recipients of all of the mails, the emails, the notes and the information, the sentencing reports that were provided by the court system, and the letters, the letters from family members, community members, and lots of others, from Kim Potter's own friends. We haven't had, we're not privy to that data. All we're doing is we're looking at from the outside of one aspect of this. And I can tell you as an activist, as somebody who's dedicated my life to dealing with racial justice, it does, the optics don't feel good. If you compare it, of course, with you know, Mohammed Noor, and look at the, you know, the 10-year sentence he got for killing a white woman, it doesn't seem fair. On the other hand, you know, you have to look at every case, case by case. And I will tell you, as a pastor, as somebody who's also dedicated my life to faith and to God, I have to say that, you know, I believe in redemption. I want, uh, I would hope that Kim Potter would be reformed. Her contrition in this time has been, I have felt, has been genuine. Again, I'm not speaking as a parent or as a loved one, as somebody who was personally connected with Dante Wright and her expressions of of contrition to them, her apology, her pouring out may seem hollow and, and contrived to them. I'm just saying from my perspective, it seemed genuine, and I would hope that with this short sentence, relatively short sentence, that she would use this time, that she would use her platform to talk about gun safety, to talk about better training for police officers, Mm -hmm. and to be able to advance this issue about how disproportionately blacks, no matter what's going on, wind up being killed at the hands of police. 
something good can come from unspeakable tragedy, another unspeakable tragedy. Stephen Belton, we so appreciate your your perspective and uh, your words of of wisdom. Uh, The Urban League Twin Cities, lucky to have you. We are lucky to have you on our show. Uh, Be safe out there and uh, keep that uh, sidewalk clear of snow, please. Okay. (laughs) You know, you know, I can always, I can always use an extra hand. So if you and Jordan, oh, get over there, Paul. You're breaking up, Steve. No, I'm just sending him. I'm not. Stephen, you're breaking up. <laughs> Didn't hear that. What did he say? Talk to you, talk to you next week. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> All right. I'm not going. I'll send David, our handsome husband, or you boys yeah. can go have a nice shoveling party. But yeah, that's hey. uh, that ship has sailed for me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.